Near post City. It's in. And again, Warren Spink has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Comes out with the ball. Barishevich destroyed. Oh, oh, what a goal! Get out of here! That is outrageous! Stop! Carl Barishevich! Get around him! Writes his name in Preston folklore! It's the winner! What a great goal by Kuleski! The crowd has gone wild, ladies and gentlemen! The Preston Lions are the Premiership champions! Bell! It's there! Preston have done it! Through ball for Spink. He's in the box. Back for Cole. Cole square. Here's a chance for Smith. Smith, yes, it's there! Welcome back. The Lions Den Season 5 and we've got a live audience in the pavilion. Hello everybody in the audience. You enjoying your dinner out there? Uh, We're going to have a meal delivered to us live, I think. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful. Do you want to talk us through? The uh, uh, tonight's you, fair. You should be able to call, t- tell us what these are. You know, <laughs> tips here, mate. It's like kebabie meat with cheese in there, um, and the uh, supporters are coming in in the droves tonight. So it's great to see the uh, place alive. And congratulations on the fifth year, mate. It's like we needed a cake. We don't give you cake here. We we'll just give you some food. Um, so uh, happy fifth anniversary um, on on this beautiful show. Yeah, I mean, it's become a bit of a tradition here on a Wednesday night. Come down, have some dinner at the club, yeah. watch some training. And tonight, we right. thought we'd fold the Lions Den into that this season. Get a bit of soak up a little bit of the atmosphere in the pavilion. Get some players down, hot and sweaty after they've come off the pitch. And uh, of course, the real reason why I advocated for this change is so I could have a nice feed on a Wednesday night. You're here anyway, mate. So I know you're here on a Wednesday anyway. So you just change the uh, day so that you can have a, a meal and, and talk as well. So uh, welcome to everyone out there, to all the supporters, and most importantly, thank you for uh, your commitment. Um, to this club and to this show and to what you've got uh, installed this year uh, with the, the media team in terms of game coverage and everything like that. It's critical for us. Well, if uh, anyone hasn't tuned in before, this is the official Preston Lions Club show. This is the Lions Den. My name is Josh Parrish. Alongside me tonight is the man himself, Mr. David Svetkovsky, the club president, the busiest man at the club. The, you've got about 10 million things swirling around your brain at any one time. Uh, which of those? Which of those things would you like to start with? Because we've got so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we can just. I mean, it's it's um, it's an incredible place, and as we always say, it's it's a privilege to represent this club. It's a privilege to to be here as the place comes to to life. You finish off last year on a high, and uh, this place doesn't stop. Um, what I think we start to miss is the the kids. Uh, the kids are all back, and and we'll talk about you know, all all the programs we've got on, um, and this place coming to life as we prepare for what is a massive 2023 uh, season uh, both on and off field uh, it'll be a milestone year in the history of this club as you know we we talk through our agenda but you know a, b- a big shout out I, I must not forget um, um, main man at FNR David Bozanowski who um, every year um, goes out of his way to put this show on for us and support 
our club. Um, he's a great Preston man, and we're very fortunate um, to have so many good relationships. Um, and it's not just me here at the moment, Josh, sleepless nights. The volunteers, uh, you've been around the ground mm. even just tonight, and the people, I always use this, I'm sorry to bore you, the fabric of our club, we've got people at the front with sanders and painting and and merch teams running around, players, coaches, the junior committee was just in here, and we'll talk about all of these elements as we go through the night, um, but the efforts, the superhuman efforts of everyone um, at this club to volunteer, um, it's, a, it's a privilege for us as a as a committee, as president and um, everyone out here. The work that they're putting in is phenomenal and I tip my hat to each and every person out there who comes in here and says, what can I do? Um, how can I help? And we'll go through all that for tonight. Yeah. Well, we are surrounded by our glorious new merch range. Yep. We're going to hear from the PLFC brand team who've done such incredible work. It turned heads across the country. Seven, eight, seven, eight uh, males and females who have revolutionised the way this club is portrayed in, in the external market. Um, everything from the kits, and I'm not going to steal their thunder. That's their show tonight. So I just, I just want to commend that team um, of, of men and women who have so much installed and some so exciting things. So I'm not going to go there. That's, that's their show tonight. Um, but uh, every, each and every one of you, uh, as you come to the games, come to training, um, don't forget to say thank you. Don't forget to say thank you, and let's not take it for granted, the efforts of these people who are all volunteers. Everyone here is a volunteer um, trying to do the best for their club. Some of these guys and girls are spending upwards of 40 hours a week uh, on, on their projects to make this club the club that it is and the club is its people and uh, we have some amazing people here. We sure do and uh, we're going to be t- talking to both of our senior head coaches tonight as well uh, but I guess we'll start with the juniors. Yeah. Uh, big, big uh, new curriculum sweeping through the club. Our football director Sasha Ognanovsky hard at work. We've got a new uh, technical director in there as well. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with our, our youth revolution. Yeah, I, th- I think it started for us late last year. 240 kids registered for our under-21s trial. So the under-21s team has been uh, aligned to our senior structure and um, Jive Kolovsky and Tutulevsky Kogolevsky are in there and are doing an amazing job bringing on the next generation of talent. I think over the last... Uh, four weeks I think two, three boys have played every game um, in there uh, ranging from 17 to 18 year old so it's phenomenal for us to be able to play uh, kids um, and have an impact uh, but everything from from Sash um, in his role as football director Dan Gerardi um, as technical director all the coaches, uh, kids there's probably over 350 kids here in the first, uh, I think we're week two of, of the kids coming back in line with the school program. Um, there's plenty of room, so you know if, if you're out there and you're wanting to come and have a kick in in some of the underage groups, please do come in. If you're a female, as you know, we've got come play for free. Uh, we're, we're covering the FE registration and licensing fees for the for girls that come in, uh, so we still have plenty of room. Um, and in some very exciting news for us, and I can confirm this today, um, I can confirm that uh, the Preston Junior both girls and boys are um, working hard and we'll be uh, looking at the pre-NPL, so pre-NPL um, division this year as we are junior NPL mm-hmm. divisions for both our age groups. Uh, we've, we've advertised and we've communicated that openly and we're working with the FE, but all our teams will uh, look, look like they're going to be playing in a pre-NPL competition for those teams that 
I have aspirations to play in the MPL, new MPLJ structure uh, in 2024, 2024. Yeah. and as we've advertised, uh, and I think the rules will be that you're going to have to hold the, the kids that you got, 70, 75%, and we're very proud of that. We don't, we don't, mm. we're not, I don't um, believe in the Westfield Shopping Centre model where you shop around <laughs> for clubs every week to all those parents out there who want to play in championship teams every year, but you know. We, we're here to build good footballers from ground ground up, and Sasha is revolution revolutionising that program. Uh, we entered into a high performance engagement today, so all the kids will be undergoing high performance training um, in a professional facility. Uh, so yeah, the, we're putting the best foot forward in in terms of that. But just to the to the junior committee uh, out there, first time we've put together. A great group who um, I think 70% of that uh, junior committee are predominantly female, so great, great representation of a diverse group of volunteers uh, working diligently um, to get that program. So come down, get involved, guys, bring your kids down. I think, you know, the four to six Lion Cubs programs, Mini Roos, there's plenty of room. Yep, the older age groups, uh, there's, there's, you know, trials and some of that stuff for some of them, but, you know, if you're a young girl out there of any age, please come down. Um, the new State League team. The new yeah. State League team, we appointed a new coach today in Peter and a uh, new assistant coach in Steph uh, out there, and it was great to see uh, um, that team building nicely. So if you're a girl, 16 years above, and, you know, you don't want to take it too seriously, but playing our State League team, um, they asked me what the expectations were, Josh, today. Um, half the team have played in championship here. I said, guys, I want another trophy at the end of the year from, <laughs> from the State League team. So uh, they looked at me kind of going, shit. But, yeah, that's that's what... The expectations. Well, that was our, our incredible uh, women's reserves team last season. There's a stricter age requirement in MPLW. Yeah, correct. So it was sort of a heartbreaking thing where they knew that mm. the success of the senior team meant they might not be together correct. next season. So it's correct. so good that we're able yeah. to keep the core of that group Absolutely. together, bring on a few yeah. new players. And I think it's safe to say that team has the most fun out of any team in the entire club. You've got, uh, if my numbers are right tonight, seven dual championship players in the state league team because they won seven of them won an under 16s title undefeated and last year were undefeated in the reserves correct yes yes in winning the championship yeah they, they were. didn't get beaten so unbelievable the, the, these seven girls are who are now you know they're 22 and have decided you know mpl is not necessarily for them um the trials for the mpl 19 i think the makeup of our mpl girls 19 is predominantly 16 17 mm year olds and 18 and some of them have actually been getting senior game experience Dan Foden uh, and Liam uh, Jury have done an amazing job out there with their high performance team uh, a great season they're playing again this Saturday morning so they're at home this this Saturday uh, 11 o'clock I believe in the, mo- in the morning or something like that so have a look at socials but um, the women's program we will be in there to compete again we don't shy away from that we're in the MPLW which is the biggest league in 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 bar the W League in, in yeah. Australian football and uh, Dan Dan uh, doesn't take a back step nor do the girls and our internationals have started to arrive and uh, our new American international I think we pick her up from uh, the airport on Sunday she'll be arriving uh, we've got her accommodation we've got her a job mate so she'll she'll be in my <laughs> local area and uh, keeping, a, keeping a close eye on her that's so good I mean. You know, the, Dan was extremely excited when I spoke to him last about the under-19 team and the quality in there. So um, at the back end of the show when he's coming on after the, the women finish training, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get stuck into that. Yeah, you, you speak to the... I mean, I don't... 
take their steam away. They've just done a brilliant job, both them and and let's you know let's maybe segue into the the men's team and the job uh, that that they're doing. You know, everyone from from Lou Sasha Sinisha. Um, I must also you know send out a big thank you, an expression of gratitude. We did it in style internally, yep. um, but Chris Kappa um, has um, moved to the side. He's got commitments with his new location down in the Mornington yeah. Peninsula. So he's out here tonight. He's out for dinner and we'll be around here maybe doing some reconnaissance for us. But uh, we'll I don't ma- think we can truly get rid of him, to be honest. No, no, we will. No, you can never. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing about this club. Well, Kappa's an institution here, seven years, two championships, and the main player. He's still here doing some reconnaissance for us. Um, and uh, Ange will join us next week. He's coming in from the A-League setup over in Adelaide to join mm-hmm. us as a as a um, assistant coach, and he's making the move here. So we, uh, yeah, um, it's it's been a good pre-season for the senior boys as they've um, participated in games, got loads in. I think we've been playing a pretty big squad, as most people know. There, of, you know, up to 26, 27 boys, and a couple of new signings that we'll probably announce. Uh, you're not aware even of the new signings. I, yeah. Nobody tells me anything right yeah, now. Sometimes the supporters ask the, me who we're the, signing. No, no, we, I won't no. tell you tonight. But there was a deadline yesterday. So the MPL uh, men's second division deadline was yesterday. So we had to put our squad in and uh, we made some uh, last-minute acquisitions. And uh, we'll just uh, keep a lid on a couple of that stuff. Um, but uh, fully fit squad. Boys are raring to go. We go to Port Melbourne Saturday for our last real rhythmic hit out. Mm-hmm. Um Great trip in Newcastle, 65 men and women went there to get loads in and just to play um, in the spirit of uh, the Cup and the community. Uh, great event up there for the community. Um, we were always leaving um, yep. because of the logistics and the costs of, of us um, sending 65 um, players up. with the only team to fly in from interstate with the women's team as well. So uh, we, we'd planned that for three to four months uh, of going up and leaving um, the games uh, wherever we were on the Sunday which we did no injuries yeah yeah very successful hit out um, the thing that's got everybody talking of course mm. the national I second the, division the food well I mean <laughs> the I'm, national second division I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing to get to a break the so national second tier officially yeah. the N2T the N- T. NST we've got a N2T N2T, N2T, N2T I like it N2T at the moment yeah well the expressions uh, of interest are officially open mm. and I can see you've got uh, a nice thick document there in front of you yes um where does the club stand with this? Because we know that things have been bubbling along for a long time. There's yeah. been consultations. Yeah. The club's been involved in the AAFC group, sort of lobbying and, and mm. speaking with, with uh, Football Australia for quite a long time about this. Now they've thrown it open. They've uh, delineated some, some competition parameters, some proposed mm. parameters about what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, where are we in that process? And do we have more clarity now about what it's going to entail for the club to undertake this. This process started for us, Josh. I think we uh, first started to build the relationships in 2018-19 um, with the AFC and, and uh, the FA. We've, we've been in constant contact with, with all parties. Um, we've also uh, reached out and we, we're in good, good conversations with, with other teams because for this competition to thrive and survive, um, we need to create uh, good relationships and, and some rivalries. Um, sure. You know, so... Um, there's no surprises for us. There's no surprises. We've done our due diligence. We've been working on this um, diligently behind the scenes. We've had the right meetings. In terms of the information that came out, and it's public, so all of you, we've pub- published it on our site. The FA has been very open and transparent. 
from uh, our perspective in terms of all of the modelling and, and all of the requirements um, we, we've been planning and preparing for it. As you saw probably last night's post, we've announced an amazing project team of very capable people who will work towards the key dates. Um, and, and I get asked all these questions, mate. Everywhere I'm, I'm going, I seem to this thing seems to be following me. But uh, from a Preston perspective, uh, we will be putting this club uh, and the position of this club in the best position mm -hmm. um, to um, be considered um, based on us also reviewing the criteria and the conditions and, and making the right decisions for this club will um, keeping those uh, discussions as you can see here the invitation was issued and uh, briefing sessions uh, the 8th of February which is uh, yep tonight yep so Zach's off at that and then uh, the 13th of February um, Monday um, we'll put our first submission in for the expression of interest and pay our money up uh, we're all prepared and ready for that. And then we've got some time for the closing date, so for the actual submission. It's about 20 pages. Pretty clear, but it's, it's what you'd expect of of any type of EOI process and, and the team, uh, which consists of some very intelligent people who do this for a living, from everything from Henry Shaw, legal advisor, Lisa Janikiewski, a globally leading uh, finance expert, uh, the footballing guys in Noam, Sasha, Louis, um, you know, uh, headed headed by uh, Mr. Zakharovsky, so uh, he'll chair this group. That's been the plan all, all along to keep this club together, to keep the great people here, um, and uh, and Zach will lead that, and uh, we will continue to put our best foot forward. It's it's uh, it's available for everyone. I think yeah, as you can see, the shortlist will be um, worked through March, April, um, and they'll start their phase, secondary phase in April. So we're hoping by. I'd heard initially that maybe by the Women's World Cup, but I think it's going to be later in the year. Um, so we've got to prepare everything. Uh, we'll be evaluated. We'll have get guests here on a regular basis to observe it. And uh, I welcome everyone uh, to come down next Friday night, uh, 17th of February, last I checked, against uh, Pasco Vale. We're expecting 5,000 people here, Josh. It's going to be huge, it's that going first to be Friday massive. night yeah. back. And... Uh, that's our brand, that's our product, and uh, we are privileged and we're honoured to be able to be in a posi this position uh, uh, to have these amazing supporters, these amazing supporters who just, you know, will, will flow in next week um, and ready for round one. Any other second division, second tier questions? I mean, I think it's just important that we, we get out in numbers hmm? for these games because the first selling point, the top, I, I guess, you know, there's a lot of boxes that this club ticks. But the first selling point when you talk to somebody from interstate who maybe hasn't been down here to a game, doesn't doesn't know what Preston Lions is, is we have the best fans. We have the most fans. Yep. And that is the big selling point. So coming out and showing that, that strength in numbers mm -hmm. over the next few weeks, I mean, obviously, you know, Football Australia has been in dialogue with the club for a long time, but we want to make a statement here and say we yep. want to be part of this thing. We want to put our best foot forward. It's a compelling proposition, you know, and I don't, I don't hide beyond the fact I was out with um, Nick Marcusis, who's a good friend of mine. He's the president of South Melbourne. We, we grabbed a bite. It's the best banter you've ever heard, Josh. <laughs> um, hopefully, no one ever records the banter between the two of us. But we, you know, uh, as I say, uh, I want to play South Melbourne. I want, I want to have nine, ten thousand people here, and I want to go down the lakeside and have another nine, ten thousand dollars. So South can do well at it. We do well out of it. You know, we we need good rivalries here, and uh, whether it be here, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane. Um, you know, we've already started to talk to, to um, we're, we're very fortunate, fortunate we've got a partner partner 
who we could probably fill two planes, one with the players and one with supporters and offer packages. Yeah. Well, that's how advanced we are in, a, in our conversations and our planning. You know, um, one of the planes is red. It is actually red, and uh, if anyone wants to see the photo, it's easy to put a logo on it. How cool will that look around? But um, football needs to be healthy, and this is not this league can't just be about the top six, seven, eight teams. It's got to be about the whole yeah. league and us bringing something to this ecosystem so we all survive and thrive, um, and so that we as a club are renowned. If we go to Sydney, we have you know maybe five thousand people, you know the community in Sydney yep. coming, and if if you know um, one of the teams from Sydney comes here or from Brisbane their followers in Melbourne come down that's yep. what it's about because as they come through the door and we stick to our five key pillars of game day experience the sponsors will come this stuff merch is going through the roof at the moment yeah memberships yeah events every club can then start to build a model and a platform similar to what we have and other clubs have but um, we can't play against mm. clubs with 50 people 100 people coming we need some rivalry out there and we need healthy rivalry and we need good relationships and we're working um, um, astutely to make sure that, you know, we, we, we we're speaking to all the clubs and that's just the way it'll be. Do, do you have any thoughts on the, the ambition of the model that's mm. been set out yep. by Football Australia? Because, yeah. you know, it caught my eye, mm. 10 to 16 teams, 24 to 36 games in a in mm. a national competition. Yeah. I mean, though, that's pretty ambitious and, yeah, there's sort of a fallback, I suppose. I think it's a, a good range. It's a Champions good range. Champions League-style mm. comp, comp that could... You know, if they don't get enough interest for the f- the truly national league, you could, you could scale it back and, mm. and do something smaller. But I'm, I'm personally, I'm I'm glad that they've set the bar high yeah. on a lot of fronts. Oh, I think you know we've we got to make sure this product's successful, whether Preston's in it or not. You know, hoping we we clearly are. Um, but for the clubs that entertain it, we've got to get in there for the right reason. I think the criteria is um, accessible and and built for purpose. So if we're looking at, I think it's going to land at about 12. Mm. I think it's going to be a land at 12. It'll be, how many expressions of interest do you think there's going to be? You're an astute football person. I say that every show. Probably 30. No, you won't get 30, mate. No? No. Good luck if you get 30. If A, would be really happy. Yeah. Um, I don't think you get 30. I think it'd be 20-ish. 20-ish. Okay. Realistically, when you look at the criteria and the clubs and the infrastructure and supporter bases and your history... You've, you've had a good read of it. Yep. History, contribution to football, um, and then there's the economics. Yeah. There's the economics. You can't build this economics on less than 100 people attending your ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reality of this, and I think uh, uh, the clubs will start as they're going through this. Um, we we are very fortunate, blessed to have the the ecosystem we have here of great yeah. supporters coming in mass, and we know the challenges. Yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to be realistic about it and I think there's some really realistic presidents out there having some good robust conversations asking each other yeah, I've, I've probably two, fielded two calls in the last two hours hey mm. what do you think what do you know because they're trying no one wants to stuff their club up no we've been there I'd rather not go in it yeah right we'll be patient we still have aspirations we'll, we'll, we'll aspire to be NPL one and get in it later if that's the case but you can't sell the farm yeah, you can't sell the farm because these are community assets. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's a community community club. Ultimately, you know what? We'll sit in here. I've done it already. We had a supporters forum and we had the AGM, and we went to the supporters and and the AGM and the members and said, "Hey guys, these are the facts. What do you think?" And just give us an idea. Should we keep progressing? Unanimous. Yeah. And they'll make the decision because this is a members-based club. We're no one individual, to. no individual company uh, will ever own Preston. 
this is the members and the supporters club and it will always be so um, as long as you know we've got capable people running it it always has been always will be the people's club it's Preston Macedonia Soccer Club or Preston Lions Football Club as we were known and um, uh, patented we patented Henry Shaw has been patenting all our things excellent it's good about time Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, any other housekeeping to tick off? We've Even going in yeah. infrastructure, I, mean, I think three um, things that we always talk about, infrastructure guys, and we'll get asked all the time, is how the ground's going. We've got a seating program on a couple of grounds. Um, the biggest thing I'm going to talk about, the concrete. Yeah, uh, We've got concrete, massive <laughs> shout out to... Um, and, and and get better, he's, he's had a little bit of a op today. I hope he's watching Big Dragon from Lions Pumping. Took it upon his big shoulders and going, hey... We need to put, fix the concrete up there. So I think we've got room for another 300 standing supporters, if not 500 in the top corner, which will give us capacity to over 2,000 undercover here. That's the rowdy section. Yeah, the rowdy <laughs> section. So we're probably going to put some food and drink up there. Uh, the concrete pads in the bog areas will be... Yeah. Uh, and then a big shout-out to um, Big Alex from Bali Inspirations, guys. He's um, helping us out with stiffness. So to Bali Inspirations, um, who's giving us the synthetic lawn to, to put on top. So these are great people helping us... Uh, with everything around the concreting, the grounds, uh, the shops coming in. So we've got a new merchandise shop being built yeah. and a new canteen being built uh, by uh, uh, Mr. Sasha Gnenovsky, mate. There's nothing he can't do. But last week he, he was picking up chickens for us. This week he's, uh, he's going to his carpentry skills, installing windows, and we've got uh, Waddle out there painting um, and just help Johnny, Johnny out there and a lot of boys and girls helping get things ready for round one. So please be patient. Round one is going to be big. Um, there's going to be crowds. There's going to be probably lines. Be patient, guys. Work with us. Um, if you have to wait, if you can pick up some rubbish, it'll be nice. Abide and respect each other. Get in early, guys. You know it's going to be... Shockers. Shockers outside. Don't park across other people's parking. But most importantly, read the information in the next week that we're going to post up on socials around game one. So all the specifics we're going to have to post because there's a sponsors function in here. It'll be exclusive to the sponsors in the pavilion. The pavilion club members will enter enter for a different gate. Um, And uh, we're going to have a fair few cash zones for food and drink for round one plus merchandise. So we're going to try and create a little bit of flow but we're not Eddie Hat, as I always say, and we're not MCG. So please be patient because these these people here are coming to work and or volunteer for your club. Yes. Um, and I would be absolutely, I'm going to use the word pissed off with anyone that is uh, not respectful to any any people here. Um, the front gate, first, first time we've got scanners installed, so we're going to be scanning. Um, everyone out there, so make sure you got your relevant tickets and membership, memberships, and the uh, right year of your membership because uh, if you don't and you're trying to get in with an old membership, uh, we'll, 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 we'll work out whether you actually get in or not. That's that's not the Preston way, guys. Yeah. That's cheating and uh, and uh, you, you just you're just ripping the club off. So uh, we'll, we'll make sure everyone's pitching in. Got the right scanners and do the right thing. I have to ask. Hmm. Scoreboard. Yes, I knew you were going to get to that scoreboard. We have made progress. <laughs> After three years. <laughs> oh, okay, Jesus. We've made progress. So um, we've finally managed to identify Rob Rostevsky's on this um, uh, with some help from Nick and some others and Igzy um, from Electrical Connectivity. Uh, we found a conduit plan. We will be either running the electricity in the in the conduit or digging it out to the main generator. So we're working with Zinfra to now um, endorse the power. 
Um, the good thing is that we've got a break of three, a seeding break for three to four weeks between ground one, round one home mm-hmm. and round four or five. So we will make every endeavour to give Igzy. It's not just electricity. He's going to need some time to program the panels and stuff. Yep. So maybe we make round two at home or the second, whatever, round five, the f- second home game, a big scorebook lighting lighting night. Light up the night. Light up the <laughs> night. Um, well, we'll workshop yeah. it with the brand yeah, team. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Oh, something. the brand team, they're brilliant. And I think uh, mm. our theme song, our theme song for uh, the year of um, the players coming out this year will be uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Guns and Roses. Love it. Guns and Roses, but they're going to have some other surprise, so I won't leave you out on everything. <laughs> they wouldn't have mentioned the Guns and Roses thing because that's just a song. It's not merchandise and stuff like that. So <laughs> cover that. So, yeah, so um, uh, I think Scoreboard is coming, guys. Be patient with us. Uh, uh, we've waited three years. We want to get it right, and we don't want to hurt anyone or do the wrong thing as we've had to navigate the myriad of, mm. of uh, safety, electrical, and... Uh, council issues that we've we've dealt with trust me I wanted it on three years ago but that's how it is yeah the brand boys are, are keen to join us but before we go two more things last yes. things guys members guys this club exists on our members we will be assessed on our members if you're a Preston person grab your membership I think memberships round one there will be a stand outside don't wait to the last minute, guys. 7, 7.30 of an 8 o'clock kickoff. You're probably not going to be much left here. So yep. we'll probably open the gates at about 5 o'clock, 5.30. We'll, 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 we'll share that. Get in early because there won't be car park for miles to go, although we're trying to work on some solutions. Um, we're going to probably sell out of most things. So don't come here at 8 o'clock, 8.05, pissed off that you can't get a membership. Um, that's unrealistic, guys. Yeah. You know, we're trying our best as a, as a club. Um and I'm going to save the biggest for last. To every Preston sponsor out there, past, present or future, you are the lifeblood of the club. The response we have had in the last two weeks from our sponsors mm-hmm. calling, people calling, new people calling has been phenomenal. If you're a sponsor out there, please call us. Call me. You, you can get my details. You can um, email us, be it Paris at plfc.com.au a new ops manager who's, who's absolutely doing a brilliant job or david at plfc.com.au please email us we'll get your package we'll get your banners and all the packages up for um, the second home game there's still plenty of room and space on the juniors um, but the sponsors have been absolutely phenomenal and I know there's some more out there so if you're a sponsor and you want to get your logo um, around the ground and on socials next week we're going to start with all the the social media um, coverage of the sponsors on FNR mm-hmm. and game day. Yep. Um, so please, to all the sponsors out there, uh, jump on board because we need every ounce of you if we're going to fulfil the dreams and aspirations of this club. So yep. now's the time. Now's the time, guys. All right. Yeah. Mr. You President, enjoy your meal. I will uh, wolf down as much of this delicious Wednesday night tucker as I can during I'm gonna the break. Go, I'm going to get get one mate over there. And Dave Svekowski, uh, thank you so much pleasure. for joining Have me. A good one. We're going to talk Take to you. the brand team on the other side of this break here Have on the Lions show. Den. You're listening to the Lions Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to the Lions Den here on FNR, Football Nation Radio and on the Preston Lions Facebook page. Uh, this is the official Preston Lions Club show. My name is Josh Parrish and uh, I'm joined by two representatives from the brand new PLFC brand team. Dan, 
Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I mean, it's so good to have you guys on because you guys have been hard at work designing and executing all of this glorious merchandise that you can see all over the table in front of us and behind us. I mean, let's start with the kit designs, Adrian. Um, Talk us through some of the inspiration for it because they've made a real splash, not only in Victoria and in the Melbourne football scene, but internationally as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. pretty overwhelmed by the response that we've had with the kids. Um, discussed with Dan and a lot of members of our other team that, um, you know, we sort of were very confident in what we could create would seriously make some noise. And, yeah, I guess, you know, the home and away kits are derived from previous kits of the past that were once made iconic through the club. And a, a lot of the supporters that, that what they can resonate with um, is through the design itself too as well. So, um yeah, I guess it's just a matter of just combining one element being, you know, sort of the, the club's history and then the other element being a sort of more of a, a streetwear fashionable aspect that I think that people can wear beyond sort of game day because, as you know yourself, and Dan's a, <laughs> one of the biggest kit nerds I know, which is great because we bounce a lot of ideas off each other. As you know, like the landscape's sort of, it's it's just skyrocketed and changed in the sense that People want to wear their kits within the streets and beyond game day too as well. Um, and I, you know, it wasn't sort of rocket science. It's just a matter of yeah, just combining those elements. And then next thing you know, they come out really, really good. So I'm very, very happy with them. And so is the team. And we obviously collaborated with a lot of our people within our internal team and got their feedback on what worked well, what didn't work well. Um, and just yeah, just what you see right now is what you get. And yeah, other than that, we've sort of yeah got, got some a lot of noise from a lot of publication overseas in Italy and throughout a couple of podcasts too as well. So yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much it for the kits too as well. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean Dan, what's involved in making these come to life and actually getting these manufactured? Because it's one thing to come up with an idea; it's quite another thing to actually you know have the physical thing there in front of you. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, I, I think Adrian would agree with me that this is about four to five months of planning um, that we'd have to go through. So obviously the club goes through an off-season um, in September, but we probably got a, a couple of weeks off and um, then we just uh, started getting to work on, uh, firstly, obviously on the kits. Um, and then, so we go th- we went through certain stages um, of, of different different designs and we voted on it as a, as a, as a committee and as a brand team. Um, then obviously we go to our supplier, Covo. Uh, um, we go to them, we speak about the design, whether they can and can't do it, uh, what works, what doesn't. Um, and like Adrian said, I think I think we've, we've nailed it. Um, mm. I'm, I'm actually pretty pretty stoked with how yeah. they've turned out. And like you said, you know, we've had we've even had people purchase them internationally as well, yeah. which is amazing. It's a first for this club. Um, and I just can't wait for round one to see the boys actually out there wearing them, and then round one for the women and see them wearing them mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty special. Yeah, and. It's not only the, the kits as well. We've got entire streetwear range in front of us. Do you want to show off as you talk me through some of these these designs? Yeah, so this is a design that Tony Demosky, who's also part of our brand team, um, who's solely responsible for a lot of these designs. Um, I mean, as I said, it comes from sort of the, the, the club's history um, and just the, the previous merchandise that they wore. And I think, you know, for us, that the big message being, you know, tapping into the culture being a big thing and also incorporating into a sort of a fashionable aspect, no different to the jerseys, um, was sort of a, a key element for us. And as I said, the, I think these stuff resonates with the supporters so well. Um, and it's sort of in a sense what sort of, you know, gave the club its notoriety. So 
yeah, I guess, you know, it's just going back on past designs and then revisiting a few ones and just tweaking them a little bit. Um, and also, I, I don't think that, you know, you have to keep it strictly within sort of the soccer landscape. You can sort of go around the world and look at different codes of sports, um, be it, you know, basketball, uh, AFL, in, in a sense. Um, and, yeah, it's just you see how they develop their brand and what they're also doing beyond the game day and how they're really sort of collaborating with a lot of sort of other companies and business, local businesses alike, um, and just sort of just coexisting and creating this this product that um, people really worship. Um, that was sort of the goal for this. Um, yeah, so as you said, Doctor, these designs are just stuff done from the past that, you know, we're tucked away and now they're out and about and it's great to see it's really good to see the you know the men and women wear them across the pre-season and provide you know really get some color within the stands too as well which is great to see um yeah i guess that's yeah that's probably the i don't yeah i mean dan do you want to add to that or yeah um like when i i so i jumped on merchandise last year and obviously due to covid restrictions we were sort of a little bit limited in what we could do um and then this year we sort of had a we had a clean slate um and I said something to myself um, that I wanted to be. I wanted this range to be Preston proud, so I wanted pe- Preston people to be proud wearing this range, not just at the club though. If they're going for lunch mm-hmm. for a coffee, like like Adrian mentioned, um, we wanted to almost to be streetwear as well. So if you're going to the shops, we want people wearing Preston. We want them out there. And um, you want the designs to reflect the passion that people have. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So and I think I think we've um, obviously we're, we're, a, we're a club of Macedonian heritage, but we've also we, I think with the range, we've expanded it to anybody can be a Preston person. Mm. Um, yeah, it, you don't have to be Macedonian to be a Preston person um, and I think that that's shown within the range um, from from our summer range to our winter range which will be launching soon um, and yeah I, I just hope that we've made people proud uh, that are part of this club um, and that have been part of this club and I hope people who come in on round one um, and beyond are also proud to be wearing this as well. Mm. Absolutely I mean you've seen some of the merch sales come through across the pre-season games have been strong yeah. not only in person but also the online store mm. yeah what's the best seller so far what is what is flying out the door um, jerseys obviously um, jerseys jerseys are up there but um, one of them that uh, this gentleman designed um, I, unfortunately I don't have it here sorry <laughs> <laughs> I wish we did yeah so. so sorry got caught up with work today but um, uh, it's a uh, we call it the Varsity T um, it's, it's online uh, for everybody who wants to go have a look um Basically, I'll, I'll let Adrian um, tell the story in more detail, but he just managed to find it in a newspaper clipping of um, Peter Dacos in a photo of him <laughs> back in the Preston Macedonia yeah. days um, in the NSL. Um, and then he came up to me and he said, he says, oh, he's like, oh, I've got this new design, I've got this new design. I said, yeah, yeah, no worries, show me. And I looked at him and I go, man, how did you figure that out? <laughs> and, then, and then literally, but the, the crazy thing is it's this big newspaper clipping and he's just got this little corner of this design there. I don't know how he spotted it. Um, so you're part graphic designer, part historian at this point? Yeah, I would say oh, so. Archaeolo- yeah. Club archaeologist. <laughs> he's, 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 he's stepping on Chris Thurpos' toes, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I guess like, um, that's just a touch on earlier, like, you know, the club has such great history that you know a few others have, and it's it, it'd be wrong for us not to sort of tap into that, you know. And I think that when I sort of came across that design, um, albeit you know my mother goes on about the Macedonian marvel on a regular basis, much like <laughs> a lot of the other Macedonians. But um, yeah, so I just I saw a newspaper, I knew I was, saw a newspaper article of uh, yeah Peter Dacos wearing um, the retro Macedonia T-shirt and. It was only half sort of cut, and I just looked at it and said, well, it's probably not hard to just look at it, what you can sort of create from the other side, and one thing led to another, and yeah, show Dan, and it's, yeah, it's been a, a really good seller, so, um, and it's great to see, because 
as I said, you know, those designs of the past that people within this club can resonate with. Um, it's really great to sort of, you know, see that out and about now. And, and it's almost like, you know, I call it like unlocking memories in mm. the sense of when they see it, they think, oh, I used to wear this like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s and my uncle, when he saw it too as well, he was going crazy for it too as well. So it's good to actually see that response, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I honestly can't, can't you know, from the, from the team that we've created and what we're sort of doing and moving forward, you know, we're, we're, we collaborate on a hourly basis, I would honestly yep. have to say. Um, it's just always active. It's just never stopping, but I wouldn't have it any other way, to be fair. Like, it just, you know, it helps. It helps the flow, um, keeps the activity up, and you never know what you might create, you know. As I said, same thing with the varsity. Like, you see people sending in pictures of day, a picture of Dacos in the, in the article, and, yeah, one thing led to another, and it's become a, a hot... Hot, uh, hot, hot, uh, hot selling items. So, um, Fantastic. Yeah. Mm, mm. Can't wait to see the fans and those at the games and they're flying out through the online store as well. Yeah. So um, you've got you got a new merch stand coming. Yeah, we do. You must do. be excited. Yeah, I am very excited. <laughs> to have a roof over your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I um Shades of Ballarat City at home last year when it was raining and it was <laughs> peeking through the holes of the marquee that we had. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a welcome change. Um, yeah, we're actually working on it tonight, sanding it down, um, getting some undercoat on there. And then um, we're going to have a gentleman, uh, John, apologies, I don't know his last name, but um, he painted our grandstand. He's going to come through and, and paint that container for us as well. So it's a converted shipping container. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have to do, I do have to say um, thank you to Sasha Ognanowski for organising mm. the container. And a um, massive thank you to Michael Anefsky, who um, has come out of his own time today um, to sand it down for us and get it ready, primed. Um, and uh, Jimmy Vasilevsky as well, who helped out today. Um, yeah, like without, like I think Dave touched on it before, without volunteers, you know, and, mm. and these people, uh, the heartbeat of the club, um, coming in in their own time to help us out. So we're hoping it, uh, it'll be it'll be mainly ready for uh, next Friday. It's still got a little bit of work to do, but I think we'll, we'll be okay. So I'm excited for everyone to see it. Mm. Adrian? You don't often get involved on the football side of things. No, I don't. But I understand that you two have had the opportunity to actually scout a new sign. Yes. So, obviously, we want for the fans, we want to keep it the best to last. So, we've uh, got a marquee signing, and we're very proud to introduce uh, Chich and Nina the Lion, our you official. You want to come in here, our official please? club mascot. Turn around so you can show them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, Nina's still waiting for international clearance. So she's still still on on her way. Um, Now, I mean, this is incredible. We've got a mascot. How on earth do we pull this off? How do we secure Cheech's signature? Well, she, she, uh, Chich wasn't hard to get. Um, we had to, we had to bribe him with uh, multiple kebabi, but uh, in the end, we got the deal done um, with a lot of sort of solid negotiation tactics. And we yeah, and next one thing led to another, and he was on a plane um, and flew right into yeah, it was still stadium. It, so. it was a harder negotiation <laughs> than Enzo Fernandez to Chelsea, to be honest. With you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, Dave, Dave was, Dave was up all night, you know, <laughs> different hours. It's it it crazy. Yeah, look, I'm sure there was complex paperwork to be done. Yeah. But, you know... With, you Melbourne, guys, with Melbourne Zoo as well. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've we've never had to have an exotic animals permit for no. uh, any of our any of Just our don't players. tell the zoo. Yeah, that's no, all. No, okay. <laughs> uh, do, do another spin for us, Cheech. Show it off. I and mean, you're going to be able to see Cheech at every single home game. So come down, bring your kids. And we've got our first Friday night kickoff, February 17th against Pasco Vale. Be there because Cheech is going to be there. Take a break here in the Lions Den. Adrian, Dan, and Cheech, especially. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank Josh. you, Josh. Appreciate it.
You're listening to The Lion's Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Lion's Den, live from the BT Connor Reserve Pavilion. Josh Parrish here alongside the head coach, Louis Atsevsky, back for season number five on this show. Uh, incredible, mate. Uh, season number six for you at the club, is it? Seven. 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 Hell, mate. You're part of the furniture now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, it's been a good ride. It's been a good journey. Um, and as I keep saying, it's, it's, uh, when it's your own club, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. So you're fresh off the training track. Uh, we really appreciate you making time tonight on a training night. But uh, I think the boys are, are training more professionally and harder than ever. It seems as if the intensity and just the approach has gone up another notch this season. Oh, look, I'm not too sure about more professionally or anything like that, Josh. I think... Um, um, you know, it just seems like everyone's really switched on. There's a, from the limited amount of training I've seen, it just seems like everyone's really dead on focus. No, nah, look, that, that's definite. The, the boys are switched on. They're working really hard. Attitudes are great. Um, the intention is phenomenal in trying to get what we can get out of training, what we need to work on. So, um, you know, when, when you're working with boys that are disciplined and, and as I said before, their attitudes are are spot on the applications there so you can't ask for more than that as a coach and um, you know it's credit to them it's I think mid-November we came in and um, they've been working really really hard so um, you know look it's uh, it's going to be a battle for positions which is great it's a good headache to have as a coach and you know but the, the most important thing it's uh, it's a lot of unity in that change room the boys uh, get on really really well uh, and it's always difficult when you bring in you know I don't know 12, 13 new players half a squad that's brand new and so the existing boys need to find out who the new boys are and vice versa, find all their feats and, uh, and so to speak. But no, no, look, um, boys have been absolutely brilliant. I mean, how do you, I guess, reinvent a championship winning side? You've done it a couple of times now, you know, recruiting new players, getting them to gel. Is there a bit of short-term pain for long-term gain in that sense when, you know, you've had this group that's gelled together so well, won a title, and then you have to go up a division and, and go out and recruit again? Look, the the good thing about us is, you know, I think it's about 10 or 11 players from last season's squad have stayed together. Mm. So they know what to expect, they know what to give, um, they know what the ambition is, what the drive is, uh, and they're carrying that forward, you know, they're, they're, they're lifting the other boys, the new boys to come in, so um, there's no trick to it, it's just trying to bring in the right characters, um, the right football talent, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it will come together. You, you believe in the process, and the process... Um, you know, you always work on what the boys are good at. Um, you try and nullify the opposition team and try and score more goals than the opposition team. So, um, and everybody's happy. How how much of an emphasis do you place on results when it comes to pre-season? Is that at all what's important? You know, uh, is it like they're a different training program, so you're not expecting the performances to quite match up with what they will be during the season? How do you how do you I guess assess pre-season performances when I guess what you're trying to achieve is a little bit different to obviously yeah. when round one comes around. Yeah, look, pre-season is very, it's a different beast. Um, you know, we, we need to get them fit, we need to get them sharp. Some weeks they'll train a lot more than other weeks in pre-season depending on where the loads and the cycles are. So we'll go into some practice games and the boys are really, really heavy and they're feeling it in their legs, but that's just part of the, the plan and the structure. Um, uh, realistically, it's, again, hasn't really altered from the last few years. Maybe this year's pre-season has been a little bit tougher than usual. Mm. Um, but again, we're, we're we're planning for round one. We're, we're that's from the first moment we're planning in, uh, you know, bringing the best to to next Friday night. Um, you know, and that's 
whichever way the plan is from the strength and conditioning coach to what Sash uh, wants to put in the park and in relation to drills and his thoughts and uh, theories and the way we're going to beat opposition teams and so we all play our part in it and um, you know um, long as I keep saying as long as the boys attitudes are where they need to be it will come together absolutely I mean talk us through the I guess thought process behind what we what we did on Saturday with the double double header Um, yeah I've had a few questions about that Uh, look so we've got 24 senior players um, in the squad uh, when, when you're playing one team, you play one game, and then you know there's no point playing 45 minutes. Mutka, uh, just being an idiot like it is, um, <laughs> playing 45 minutes. Mutka doesn't care that we're live on here. No, doesn't. he doesn't care. No. He's on the phone. Yeah, standard Mutka. <laughs> um, you know, playing 45 minutes each person with two legs before round one is not ideal. We're trying to get as much minutes as we can in the legs. So we decided that you know we'll play two teams and get you know 12 12 players playing close to as many minutes as possible and obviously game two so um, and yeah, if you were at the, the facility on Saturday you could see that both Sydenham and um, Caroline Springs George Cross rotated their players so yeah. 45 minutes etc they'll rotating players they'll fresh etc but I believe that we got a lot out of that game um, you know the boys were feeling heavy they felt that 90 minutes because on this ground 90 minutes is like playing 110 minutes on another ground so um, there are acres of space out there, <laughs> yeah. and you know so, you've got to have the legs to cover it. Correct. So, um, look, you know, I, I, I definitely believe that will benefit us. Um, and that was the theory and the, the thought process behind it. Yeah, I mean, uh, a word on on Kappa, yep. Capone and his contribution because he's had to step away from that assistant coaching role um, due to just pure logistics of having to drive yep. too far from yep. his new place. I mean, obviously he's still around in in bit part roles, and yep. I've. I've even talked him into potentially making some uh, cameo appearances on co-commentary, okay. which, uh, which could, could be fun or uh, could get us taken off the airway, yeah. so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, just a word on, on Kappa, now, his, yeah. his involvement, what, what he's contributed over the last few years. Yeah, he's worked with me for the last five years, um, Caps has, so um, you know, he's been a great servant to the club. He's, as he says, you know, Preston's in his heart as well, and he's done the right thing by the club, and the club's done the right thing by him. Uh, fortunately, for him and his family, they moved to the to the beach uh, down the peninsula. But unfortunately for us, you know, he, it's a it's a big track. It's you know, two hours one way, two hours the other way, and work and life and family. Very hard for him to commit. So, um, you know, he decided to step away. Um, you know, and obviously enjoy his family time and uh, where he is. Um, uh, but no, no, look, he, he's he's been phenomenal at the club and uh, what the way he's helped and what he's done and the way he's gone about his business has been. Uh, you know, five stars, so to speak. So, you know, he'll be missed. Um, uh, but, you know, we, we need to get on with it and, and do what we need to do. Do you think you'll still be a, a confidant on a on a Saturday or a Sunday morning after a game when you're, you know, looking to bounce an idea off somebody? Yeah, look, uh, he's, he's here tonight somewhere. He's coming for a meal, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, he's in the crowd. He, he watched training and, um, you know, he'll just dissect the training session, pick it and... I'm sure a text message will come out tonight or tomorrow <laughs> or something like that to both Sasha and I. Um, no, but look, you know, he, one, is a, he's a close friend, and two, he's got a great football brain. So if he can see something and, you know, picks it up, we'll, we'll always ask the question, see what he thinks and, and the rest of it. It doesn't matter who it is, you know, for that yeah. for that matter. Um, you know, and if he can add his two cents worth and um, help the boys win the game, we'll, we'll all definitely take it on board. So we've got a, a new recruit on the coaching staff to, to step in for Kappa. Do you want to tell me a little bit about him? Yeah, look, uh, Angelo Paul is um, is an Adelaide boy, 26 years old, very young uh, when it comes to coaching. But 
Um, the gentleman, he, he breathes the game, he lives for the game, and uh, he's been an Adelaide United in the youth system in the uh, in those programs. He's been at Adelaide City, he's been assistant coach to the men's, he's been coach of the women's team in Adelaide City. So he's done his um, apprenticeship in that regards and, uh, and a bit more, and... His analysis of games is phenomenal, and um, you know, again, you know, someone at that age that lives for the game and breathes it 24/7 is always going to be an asset. So, you know, um, we're looking forward for him to come in. He comes in next Wednesday, the 15th of uh, Feb. Um, you know, he'll play his part with with Sash, and they'll, they'll take start taking the sessions together, and um, you know, just putting their own little spin on it again um, from a different perspective, not just hearing my ugly voice every time. So. Um, no, we're really looking forward to Ange coming on board. Um, he's excited and we're excited. I've heard he's, he's got a, a detailed eye for the video analysis and that sort of thing. Yeah. The, the deep dive, the breakdown. Yeah, that's that's um, that's what he specialises in. That's what he likes doing. And, uh, you know, we've given a couple of games. He's, he's broken it down and he's spotted exactly what we've seen and um, the way we want to go about things. So, um, you know, when you bring someone on board, you've got to give them full trust. And that's what he's going to get from myself and Sash and the club. Um, we'll give him the freedom to... Um, experiment, um, just expand his knowledge as well, and, uh, and learn the Preston way. You know, and if it doesn't fit in the family, then well, we're we'll kicking the <laughs> ass, so to speak. But no, nah, look, yeah, yeah, we've met him a couple of times, spoken. I speak to him regularly on a, on a day-to-day basis, and um, he'll, he'll definitely fit in. Round one, Pasco Vale, kind of an ideal fixture to have. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a tremendous. I mean, it's sort of a derby if you look at where CB Smith is. It's just over the creek. Yep. You know. Um, what are you expecting from from that game, both on the pitch and I guess more importantly off it? Yeah, look, more more so. Round one every year is uh, is exciting times, and um, especially when we come Friday night here next Friday against Paco. Um, you know, we're expecting a huge crowd. We know our supporters. If you look across Eating and Mills now, it's full house in here. So um, I'm expecting them to come in in droves next week. You know, if we can get four five thousand people here singing and chanting and the passion come into it. I keep saying it drives the boys, you know. It just um, it gives it gives us so much energy, um, you know. So you know, call out to everybody. It's just the usual, um, you know. That let's not drop our standards off the ground. Let's make sure we come here in numbers, in droves, making sure we bring our friends, our families, new people, bringing everybody on board. Um, you know, we're driving to achieve uh, the top. Doesn't matter what league we play on, and uh, we need those boys, and we need the supporters, we need our members coming on board, and all the sponsors. So. I look forward to seeing them there next Friday night. Um, the, the football game, uh, pre-season um, is always different to round one. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be nerve-wracking. It's going to be intense. Uh, as long as we win the game, I'll be happy, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paco, they're a handy side. They yep. were in the mix for promotion to the top tier last season. Yep. For the what sort of final few weeks didn't quite go their way. There was... The particular game I remember uh, in the last few weeks of the season with the last-minute winner that went in against them, I think it was against Morland City, City I was there, yes. which essentially decided that yeah. that race. So they're they're coming back with a vengeance. So they're going to be a stern test. Yeah, look, their coach, well, Alex, um, is is a really beautiful person. He's a really smart football brain. Yep. Um, they've got some nice people there. Lou Turner, the president, is uh, is a gentleman, so we can always pick up the phone and have a chat to him, and uh, and vice versa, and. Um, yeah, as I said, we've got some good relationships there in, in relation to mateship, but that that, that stops and finishes uh, as they walk into the gate next Friday night and uh, may the best team win. Absolutely. Uh, Louis, one more before you go. Yep. 
the national second tier. I've got to stop calling it second division, but N2T. The EOIs are open. It's official. You're part of the, the working group on, on that one, the uh, team N2T at, at, here at Preston. Are you excited just in a, as a football, well, passionate football person in this country to see this thing actually get off the ground? I keep uh, talking about it. I've been talking about it for the last two, three years. Um, Australian football needs a, a B League or whatever you want to call it, the second division. Why? Um, you know, you, you need your clubs like your Preston Lions. You need your clubs like your South Melbournes. Um, you need your clubs like your Melbourne Knights, Sydney United, Sydney Olympic, Marconi. Because we will bring five, 6,000 in boutique stadiums for week in, week out. Um, you don't want to go to a game and there's you know, five, 600 people there. You, you want excitement. You want passion. You want hunger. You want yeah. love. Yeah, we can bring that to the party. Um, and Australian footballers, unfortunately, uh, there's a couple of clubs in A-League, you know, uh, they, bring, they bring the supporter base, but uh, it's a bit of a dying breed at the moment yep. and it needs some excitement. It needs a, a pro and relegation system down the track when it's ready to, to be able to handle that. But again, you know, you, you talk to people and they're, they're starved for um, passion in this game. They're starved for it and they, they want to see it. Um, do I want to see it? You know, I'm a lover of the game, so of course I want to see it, you know, and... Um, you know, we, we got together last night. We spoke about it briefly about the steps and where it's going and um, the time frames, etc. Um, expression of interest. We've, we've expressed it many, many years ago. Um, <laughs> we've been expressing interest for you know five, six, seven years. <laughs> spot on. So, do we want to be a part of it? Of course we do. Um, and again, I'm you know it's uh, it's something that the game needs, and you know Preston needs the second division. I believe the second division needs Preston. Australian football needs Preston and, and, and so on, like the rest of the clubs that I said. So hopefully, you know, when um, we can put a strong competition together and we can be a part of it and uh, and play our part and uh, rejuvenate the game where it needs to be. And um, not just supporter-wise as well for the passion, but the young boys, you know, we're, they've got only a certain amount of A-League clubs. Can we give them an opportunity in the B-League? Yeah. Can, we, can we blood a few younger boys through? You know, back in the day, the National Soccer League, the National Youth League was there and the Victorian Premier League and little steps there and but now it just feels like there's a, a bit of a break you know there's NPL 1 then A-League and that that break and A-League teams will keep um, you see so many young players they turn 22 or whatever it is and they can't play for the NPL side anymore Yeah. so they just drop off the radar and some they give up football a lot of them look they get disheartened because um, you know A-League clubs they keep regurgitating some, <laughs> some same, same players from one club to another they keep jumping and I understand that I was a footballer back in my day I understand that these players want to play at the top level and, you know, clubs are a bit, um, you know, the risk factor, do we do we go find someone that's unknown in this league or this standard or do we bring someone else in that's yeah. been here? Um, I understand where they're coming from, but sometimes you need to bite that bullet and just go, you know what, let's give a young kid a go. Let's see what's going to happen, you know, and there's no relegation in it. Can we blood someone in? Can we can we bring some excitement here? Because we need some more excitement, you know. Um, you know, I watched Tilia at Melbourne City, a really, really good footballer. Yep. We need to unearth. 10 of them a year yeah. not one every five years you know I'm sure Graham Arnold will be happy if we can do that as well so um, for the better of the game uh, the B League definitely needs to start and needs to start ASAP well we've got another friendly coming up Saturday yeah we play Port Melbourne at um, Anderson Reserve I think it's called yep. something like that on uh, Saturday night at their ground seniors kick off at 6pm reserves kick off after us at 8pm um, should be a really good hit out for both them uh, and us they're a good team, one of the, the, the most organised and structured teams that I've seen play in the NPL for many, many years. Adam uh, Pitting's got them really, really uh, organised. 
So it's going to good, a uh, good test for us. Um, but again, we're, we're going to go in there and try, do what we need to do and prepare for the round one for next Friday night. That's the big one. Friday, 17th of February, get down for Preston versus Pasco Vale and get down early. Louis Itsevsky, thanks, mate. Appreciate your Pleasure. time and uh, first of many appearances this season on the Lions, Dan. We're going to take another short break and on the other side, the women's head coach, Dan Fodden, is going to join us. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Lions Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. And we're back for the final time this evening. The return of the Lions Den in 2023. Josh Farish here alongside the head coach of our senior women's team, Dan Fodden. Welcome back, mate. Nice to be back, mate. Really is. Feels good, doesn't it? It it does. It does. Is everyone here having some food and uh, enjoying the atmosphere? So it's it's nice to be back. I think we're going to stick with these uh, these lively Wednesday night atmospheres instead of the lonely, cold agreed. room on late on a Thursday. <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> it's a it's a better atmosphere. Everyone's around. It's a, it makes you feel like you're really at a, a you know a football club. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And what a football club to be at, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I look, I I really enjoyed being back. I think we've been back now. We started a bit in December and then uh, came back 9th of Jan, so we've been back a little bit now, but it, now it's starting to all ramp up. It's it's nice to be back proper. Well, the men have got about a week and a half before their season kicks off. Mm. Women kick off a little bit later. Um, what date are you working towards? 19th of March, I think, or that weekend, 18th yep. of March, maybe. So where are you at, I guess, in your pre-season process? Mm. Uh, starting to ramp up. Yep. So we came back uh, 9th of Jan, which was a little bit early because uh, we thought maybe the season would start a little bit earlier, so we'd already planned for that. Uh, we spent a little bit of time in the gym, so first couple of weeks, uh, two, sometimes three sessions in the gym, getting them nice and strong. Um, and now the cardio starts. So yep. they're a bit tired tonight, I promise you. <laughs> hey, it's a big pitch. We it's, talking about they it need it. They need it, really. I mean, we played here on Saturday and got a win over Essendon, but... Um, the, the kilometres weren't where I would have liked them. So um, I know that it's about time to get them going. Absolutely. I mean, it's a step up this season into the top flight mm. and probably a bigger gap to bridge. Um, Agreed. When you're talking about, you know, you haven't had promotion or relegation from MPLW in a long time. It's been a closed shop. Six, seven years maybe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So how do you approach, I guess, bridging that, that gap and being competitive against some of these I mean some of these teams uh, have packed with A-League women's talent they are. <laughs> some of the, uh, there seems to be almost a, a slightly ingrained hierarchy at the top of the table of the big dogs it definitely is how do you, how do you go toe to toe with those teams um, look it's a it's a process right because uh, we were we were pretty lucky that last year we had let's call it two thirds of an NPL team playing in BPL so yep. we, we were very strong for what the competition was last year. Um, that quality of player is capable of playing at the NPL standard. Um, but uh, the players that we've, we've brought in have, I guess, added... Uh, they, they were playing in you know, higher competitions than uh, VPL last year, either interstate or overseas. Um, and sort of they've come in to top up, I guess, the little gaps that maybe we had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we've started preparing now for for the games like you know our first couple of rounds with, with Alamein and Calder in the first you know f- first three rounds. Um, we've really got to I guess get ourselves ready to run more, work harder, um, and if we can do those things, then we'll be competitive. Um, and competitive is I guess the goal for me. If we can be competitive in every single game, then we'll get we'll get points. You know, we'll we'll 
will surprise a few teams, I think. I mean, the, the core of the team is stayed on. We've still got our, our midfield maestro and Miri. We uh, do. We do. Strings. We do. I think we kept 13 of last year's 18. So, yeah. um, you know, the real core of the group is definitely still there. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Liv stayed, Rage stayed, Miri stayed, the Fenua stayed, you know, Bianca and Haley. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of players with MPL experience in that group. So. You're making Haley run this season, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. She um, she spent her entire life playing offside, and uh, we've managed to find a way to keep her onside. So uh, it's going to be very beneficial for everybody, except Haley, I think. <laughs> Although, having said that, I think she scored in every game so far preseason. That now that is counterintuitive. Uh, the players in the forward line can't buy a goal. Can't buy a until, goal, of course. The, the final, goal. yeah, the, the goal, goal. yeah. Uh, and now she can't stop scoring. Now she can't stop scoring exactly. So. Don't ask me. I don't understand it myself. <laughs> but uh, no, she's been brilliant in the preseason. Actually, Fantastic. a lot of them have been. We've, we've actually had a, a good preseason run out so far. We had a good good run out here against South Melbourne in the in the December, um, which is obviously very early. And uh, you know, a lot of under 19s from both sides played, uh, and it was a good result. I think we won three nil in the end. Nice. Um, and look, both sides probably had you know a dozen senior players, and then another a dozen of under 19s playing. So it was a good hit out for both groups and. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I think, Alamein this weekend. So, Talk me through some of the, the key acquisitions, the big players that you've picked up, and I guess a few names for supporters to, to yeah, look sure. out for, a few new faces. Uh, so we've uh, not announced yet, but I'm probably going to announce now. Uh, we signed, Ooh, uh, a Lions Den exclusive. <laughs> a Lions Den exclusive, this. yeah. We, we should uh, pop her out on social media uh, in the next day or two, but uh, Mel Camilleri is a, a good signing for us. She's been around... In, uh, in NPLW since she was maybe 14. So I think I've known her in almost 15 years. Um, and she was around playing when my sister was around playing wow. the old VPL back <laughs> in the day. Um, and so she's, she's come in to bring us a bit of experience, which I think we need, because um, the, the group is still quite young in general. Even the NPL girls are, are still quite young. Um, and uh, obviously, um, young... Ellie, uh, Eleanor Jones, she's joined us from AFL, actually. She uh, was from Canberra Olympic, I want to say, and came down here to play AFL, uh, was playing in the VFL for Carlton, um, uh, then uh, got a, a head knock and called time on her AFL career and wanted to come back and, and, and play here, and she is just a, an engine. Honest yeah. to God, she's just an engine, really. So um, it's nice to have... Uh, people who can do the running, so Miri doesn't have to, because Miri doesn't <laughs> want to. I promise. <laughs> yeah, keep keep her what, doing what she's good at. And, uh, yeah, get yeah. some workhorses around her. That's the plan. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, and uh, we've also got a couple of uh, interstate girls coming, and uh, and an international to come still. So they should be all announced in the next couple of days as well. So, I I've seen a bit of innovation this season in the fixturing for uh, for our women. A little bit. Are we are we sam- are we trying the double headers? Are we- I know there's some complications involved. Yeah, so change rooms are a, a little bit uh, difficult, uh, obviously because the, the rooms are a little bit small. But uh, I think we've got four in the end double headers, um, which is super exciting for me because, you know, I think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of fans that come to watch the men who will really appreciate what the women do because you know we play hard, we play fast, we play attacking football, we score goals. There's some big hits, so um, yeah, we definitely don't take a backward step. And I think that coming to watch. Uh, us before the men um, it's going to entertain a few people and hopefully they'll, they'll maybe fall in love with the girls group as well absolutely I mean 
yeah, it's such a, a good opportunity. It feels like it's awesome, you, yeah. you know we moved into prime time here and it, it uh, almost yeah. to impress. Almost, yeah. I mean, it feels we've like got, we've got that, our band of, of supporters who are so dedicated to following the women's team, exposing that team to a new audience is going Definitely. to be really exciting this season. Definitely, and against the girls quality opposition as well. And I, I would dare say a few like more competitive score lines than some of the ones we saw last season. Yeah, we had yeah. a lot of competitive games, but there were a few blowouts yeah, based yeah. on the quality of our squad compared yeah. to VPL. Yeah, look, uh, like we played the semi final here, and there was a pretty decent sized crowd and I think we won 7 million in the end there was a couple of cracker goals don't get me wrong I think Miri scored a couple and I think Rage dinked the goalkeeper and yep. I couldn't believe what I was watching so um, look I think last year we were a very good team in a, in, a, in a decent competition this year we're going to be a good team in a very good competition so those score lines that we were winning 5-6-0 last year will be more like 1-0-2-1 yep. those sorts of games and they'll be exciting to watch I think yeah I mean do you have a realistic expectation for this season, or is it sort of going to be, uh, you know, we we'll see what we get uh, when we start playing against these these top tier sides? I don't think you can be at Preston and not have high expectations. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that comes as a, as a rule, right? So, you know, the club haven't um, given me a specific target, but I know that the expectation is you, you try to win every game. Yeah. So, um, are we capable of that? We'll have to wait and see how we go with the rest of the preseason friendlies and see where we sit. Um, but I think the squad will be competitive uh, and, and will make it hard for teams to come here. Um, and even when we're away, I think that the work ethic that the group have, it's going to make teams really um, maybe change up what they no- normally might do, what would might be yeah. normally work for them, because you know, we are a really, really hard-working team, really hard-working team, and, and that's, that's hard to play against often. So, Well, I mean, we, we talk about it possibly too much, but that Heidelberg game... Last season, yeah, a good to example, mind. yeah, a good example, yeah, and, yeah. You know, made some signings and improvements uh, in the off season as well, so that that bodes well. Yeah, it does. And look, the last year, like a team like Harderberg is a good example because that game that we played, I think there's six of those players ended up signing for W League clubs. Yeah. So either pre, either already existing W League players or players who played well enough to get picked up by W League clubs. So, you know, half of that squad won't be available for the first six games. So, you, you take that into consideration. You go well maybe we will be really competitive especially in the first half of the season and then we'll see what the back half of the season brings but um, I think the first half of the season is going to be really important for getting fans to the ground getting around us making sure that you know those first half a dozen games that we we get the results that we need I wanted to finish by talking about the 19s Mm. because there are some some promising talents in that squad. I know Uh-oh. you're quite excited about some of the players we've got coming through. I am, I am. I would almost say almost more than the senior group. <laughs> there's there's some really, really, really talented girls in there and committed girls as well. Um, there was a, a 14-year-old who made her debut for us at Maso Cup um, who is exceptional uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her develop. We've got a 16-year-old who drives from Myrtleford so it's a three and a half hour drive each I way. I couldn't find that on a map, mate. I'm going to yeah, be honest. It's, it's up past past Wangaratta, past <laughs> Albury, um, and she drives three and a half hours each way. Um, and so she trains and plays. So she doesn't just you know miss training or anything. She, you know, six hours, seven hour round trip, two three days a week. So um, you know she's another one who who actually scored against South Melbourne in the preseason for us. Um, so she's been very very good so far. Um, and there's probably. I think last year we had three players from the reserves play up in the seniors. This year, if it's less than 10, I'll be disappointed. That's how good that group is. Wow. They're 
excellent, in my opinion. So are you giving yourself your own little target? To I'm giving Liam a target. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Liam a target, the, uh, the 19s coach, definitely. The pressure's on him, I've already said. Uh, there's less pressure on me than there is on him. <laughs> yeah, he's got an excellent group, so... All right. Well, uh, when's your next hit out? Uh, Saturday morning, actually. Uh, Under-19s play at 9 and the seniors play at 11, uh, obviously at home here. So, Fantastic. Well, uh, good luck for the rest of your pre-season Thank preparations. You. I'm sure I'll chat to you very, very soon on this program. But uh, exciting times. Preston in the top flight. Preston in the top flight. It's going to be a, a fantastic year for the club and for the boys and I think definitely for the women as well. So. We'll leave it there for our 2023 return of the Lions Den. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you missed any of tonight's show, you can, of course, watch it back on the live stream or we're going to have it up on the FNR podcast platform. So check the feed later tonight for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, get down, get your memberships, get your merch. I mean, what about this new oh, merch? Fantastic, isn't it's it? It's pretty, pretty cool. It's fantastic. Yeah, look, I think the, the club have done an amazing job, I think. We're, we're the benchmark nationally now these days, so uh, everyone else can try and catch up. That's it. Make sure you, uh, you, you get your membership, get your, uh, your merchandise now, because now's the time to jump on board. What's going to be an incredibly exciting 2023 season. Good night. Near post City. It's in. And again, Warren Spink has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Comes out with the ball, Barishevic destroying. Oh, what a goal! Get out of here! That is outrageous! Stop! Carl Barishevic! Get around him! Writes his name in Preston folklore! It's the winner. What a great goal by the Goleski. The crowd has gone wild, ladies and gentlemen. The Preston Lions are the Premiership champions. Skindarevic. It's there. Preston have done it. Through ball for Spink. He's in the box. Back for Cole. Cole square. Here's a chance for Smith. Smith. Yes, it's there. Smith, Cole, Smith, Smith doing the damage. 1-0.